I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. It is a Wednesday, which is actually a Friday for us this it week. It is. We, we got a lot to cram in. in today. Right, we do. None of these pleasantries are talking about <laughs> stomping bugs or soup or any of that nonsense. we got to dig in for two hours. We man. really do. And, and uh, Matt, we were just talking off the air uh, about this upcoming game against the Cincinnati Bengals. And, and I, the you, soup was good today, though. The soup was good. <laughs> we both come down to the conclusion yes. that... This game will be won and lost at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So I bring things back to numbers a lot. But my Tim Benz and I, I think you do this too with, with Tim Benz on the pregame show. We, you have to pick a number, you know, yeah. a stat section. Mine's going to be 57.4. And what that is is the rushing discrepancy for the Bengals. Like I think everyone listening knows the Steelers allow a lot more passing yards than they create. You know, so – but the Bengals are the opposite. They allow 57.4 more rushing yards per game than they create. That's like all I need to know for this game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you did that over the course of the season with 17, you'd be, you'd be darn close to 1,000 yards. Well, they're 574 now yeah. through 10 games. So, yeah, you're right around there. And, and with Burrow, okay. With this guy, not yeah, okay. Not okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Uh, Jake Browning. Uh, Jake Browning is the all-time leader in high school in touchdown passes. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he had like I need to do a little more homework on him. I don't ridiculous amount him. of touchdown passes in high school. He's not playing high school anymore. No, times are a little different. <laughs> times yeah. are a little right. different here. Um, you know, he had 229 career touchdown passes in high school. That's pretty good, no matter what you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I think he had like 90 something in his in his senior year. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But it's impressive nonetheless. Yeah. Wow. But at the same time, he's thrown 15 NFL passes, and he's been in the league since 2019. He's been around, and nobody wants to put him in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's by default, and and a lot of this goes back to what we said, and we even said this four months ago. You know that when Burrow got hurt the first day or second day of camp, and you knew it was going to be, is he going to be there for the first of the season? Who knows? If so, he's going to be compromised. Like we knew that then. You didn't get anybody. Yeah. You Coaching know. malpractice. Yeah. And front office malpractice. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, go get somebody. Yeah. So, you know, to, to make things easier on your young quarter, not, he's 27. Mm-hmm. He's not young, young, but he's inexperienced. To, to make things easier on your inexperienced quarterback, you'd like to be able to lean on your running game a little bit. And I'm sure they'll try. I just don't know if they can. Right. I mean, the Browns tried. I mean, it's that's that's why that's my number. I mean, like in the Steelers, I think will run really well against a bad run defense. I mean, yeah, five. Really bad run they're one of two teams in the league this year right now allowing more than five yards per carry. Yeah, it's it's terrible, and it's been bad lately. It's not like oh, it was all early in the year and they're getting through it. No, they're bad all the time. Yeah, they're kind of their defense right now is kind of the exact opposite of where the Steelers were early in the year, where the Steelers mm-hmm. were giving up a bunch of yards early in the year. 
uh, but they're forcing turnovers. The Bengals are forcing the turnovers. That's the only thing this team does really well right yeah. now. Right. But the Steelers' defense has gotten consistently better over the course of mm-hmm. the season. Yeah. The Bengals' defense hasn't gotten any better over the course of the season. They're still giving up the yardage totals. Mm-hmm. They're getting the turnovers, but they're not stopping the run. They're not stopping anybody from throwing the ball all over them. Yeah, it, It's a bad... A bad combination. It really is. And Burrow just shows how valuable he is. He bails him out. Yeah, he lot. was the eraser. He was, of course. And on paper, you know, you mentioned just open the show. You know, this game's gonna be one at the line of scrimmage. As many are, of course. But on paper, their lines look decent. You know, they've invested a lot in both of them. You know, DJ Reader's a good player. Hill, Hubbard, you know, Hendrickson. They drafted a, the Clemson kid Murphy in the first round. The linebackers are active. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The front seven looks really good, and even the O line. Doesn't look like a bad O line. They've invested a lot in it. I think they weren't wise investments necessarily, but they don't win there and they don't run the ball well and they don't stop the run at all. And I think that's a tragic combination for the Steelers. You know, play the Steelers. Yeah, and it's it's different than where they were at last year. Uh, I really the last couple of years, people were talking about Lou Anarumo. Mm-hmm. I can never pronounce it. Is that get that I, name I, right? I always, I always call him the Bengals defensive coordinator. Lou A. <laughs> yeah, uh, Louis, 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 really Louis, Lou A. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure he'll throw some things at Pickett. You know, but it, I, I don't think it's coaching. I don't think it's necessarily players. I, I still have not put my finger on what the problem is with this defense, but it is pretty clear the players are underachieving, and maybe people have started to figure out Lou a little more, but their defense is just gets pushed around. Yeah, I'm just looking here. Last year, they were three 335.7 per game total. Well, they're like 50 yards worse than that this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rushing defense uh, last year was 106.6. Now, maybe some of that's because of their offense being the complimentary football has something to do with it but i think them being so good in turnover differential should mitigate the other way yeah take it back the other way i mean if you told me before digging into this team man they're really low in turnover differential like ah that adds up that's probably why this defense is stuck and they're bad in time of possession and bad in starting field position none of those things are true (laughs) they're just bad on the field they gave up 4.2 yards per carry Mm -hmm. last year which was in the upper half of the league um, you know, so, so real quick though, I was thinking about this. Like, they're we'd look at them on their best day. Like, that's a Super Bowl type team, Burrow, and I think that's not wrong. But let's say Higgins isn't back, and all of a sudden you're paying Burrow, and you're picking 14th this year, and you can't go get free agents. You lose more than you gain. And these line of scrimmage situations, as bad as it is now, like this running discrepancy, their window might have shot. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. big picture, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, as you start looking at their, I mean, Burrow's you know, situation, the best deodorant going, but man, I mean, they're they're going to be worse on paper next year than they are now. Yeah, I, I think that. Let's see, they lose Reader's a free agent. And I say I thought Reader or Hill was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Higgins, Jonah Williamson or Jonah Williams, right. if you call him Williamson. Uh, he's no relation to you. No. Uh, Tyler Boyd and Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson's is a big one. Well, he's, he's, I thought they resigned he's him. He's not. He, no, he's not. Yeah. The, I thought they I'm, extended him. Okay. The, I'm looking at calculated market values. So, okay. But I do know that. that uh, I know. Reader, Higgins, Williams are all free agents. That's three pretty big spots in your lineup. No doubt. That I mean, Jonah Williams isn't great. Mm-mm. But you got to pay somebody to replace him. So you got to either draft a right tackle, or you got to, you know, you got to do something at right tackle. Yeah. If you look at their offensive I think they line, need a back. I yeah, think they're going to need at least another receiver. I don't right? like their tight ends. 
Yeah. I mean, like, big picture, I don't love where they're sitting. Um, Williams has given up four sacks. He has one penalty. Mm-hmm. Orlando Brown, three sacks, one penalty. Ted Karras, six sacks and a penalty. Alex Kappa, he's only given up two sacks, but he has three penalties. Hmm. Uh, Cordell Volson, four, penal- or four sacks, two penalties. It's not great. I mean, In 10 games, that's, I mean, you're, you're, you know, 19 sacks that those guys have given up just as your linemen. I will say a little of that is, because I don't want to talk about both sides of my mouth, they've faced a very tough group of defenses. Much like the Steelers, too, yeah. The Browns, and, you know, right. And I also think Burrow couldn't protect himself early on in terms of sacks. But the, they're not getting their money's worth out of that line at all. And almost exactly like the Steelers last year, those guys have played, like, every snap. They yeah. haven't even missed, like, a, a series. I mean, they, let alone games with injuries. Yeah, the only time they've played somebody else is when they've used an extra lineman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which they'll do on occasion. I would expect to see more of that again this week. Might as well. They're not getting much out of the tight end. you got to try to do something to run the football. The thing, the problem is, though, Coach Taylor, he comes from the big, big bay tree, and he is so married to 11 personnel. I mean, they're always in three wide, whether Higgins is healthy or not. But scouting this team's really hard right now, too. Kind of like scouting the it Steelers is, offense. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, here, here are the stark stats, Matt. Yeah. Okay, Zach Taylor became the head coach of the Bengals in 2019. Mm-hmm. Which was a surprise hire, by yeah. the way. Yeah. With Joe Burrow, they're 29-22-1. and 20, 29-22-1. They've averaged 24.6 points per game, 350 yards per game, uh, 253 passing yards per game. Okay. So just so people remember, that also includes Burrow's rookie, rookie year. Rookie year, yeah. When they were bad enough to get chased yes. as the third overall pick. But when those two were, when they've had both, I'm sure his winning percentage is way higher. Yeah. Because they won bad year with Burrow. When Taylor has started anybody else at quarterback. Oh, I bet this is bad. Four and 19. Ooh. They averaged 17.1 points per game, 303.3 yards, 205 points. Point seven passing yards per game. That's Andy Dalton, Ryan Finley, and Brandon Allen. Rough. And now this dude. And now a guy who'll be making his first career start. Mm-hmm. And they play like the hardest schedule in the league going forward. Like, what's that? What are those numbers going to be when the season ends? Uh, <laughs> so how many games do they have? Seven games left. I'm going to say it's going to be maybe, maybe one more win. Five and wins. 26, maybe something like five and 25, something like that. It doesn't bode well. Five and 25 when you don't have Burrow. I mean, that's. Not a ring endorsement of great coaching. No, um, you know, can they beat the Steelers in this game? Yeah, they can yeah, beat. They the, I mean, if you go in there and, and you allow them to do what they do best, which is take the ball away. Mm-hmm. But the Steelers have been the best team in the league, not giving the ball away. Yeah, I mean, they really are carbon copy in in like on offense. They both have have eight giveaways, six interceptions, and two fumble recovery. You know, you know on defense, it's one off, but yeah. they're almost exactly the same. So I, I'm, that part's you know, key. People who want to see the Steelers come out in this game and like, well, just like Kenny Pickett throw it all over. You get the the, the That's offense been holding back. No, right, no, right. don't do that. Mm-mm. That's Mm-mm. not going to win you this football game. Even if Pickett was playing like Burrow, yeah, this is a run game. Yeah, this, this is a fifty-four point nine or whatever I said. You know, crush them in the run discrepancy, own the football, uh, and I think they should. And not could they should yeah game. i mean the last three games the steelers are averaging 181 rushing yards per game the only team that's been better than them in that period and it's by like six yards has been baltimore right. mm. 
But they're getting 45 yards rushing out of the quarterback every yeah. game. Yeah, I was, was going to bet it was Chicago, but because Chicago is the highest run percentage, yeah. Steelers are second in that stretch. Um, you know, so do that. Keep doing that. And, and it's what you do best. It's what you do best. And if you look at it, I, I, look, Jalen Warren's, he's on a heater right now. It's unbelievable. He's on. Right he's now. got 35 carries for 318 yards in the last three games. Mm-hmm. If he if he extrapolate that over the course of a full season, yeah, that's an eighteen hundred yard season. It's bonkers, and his whole season is similar. To be honest with you, I just wrote this article last night. I'll find it here in a minute. But some of the goofy, explosive rates and things like that are the best in the league. I mean, like not even close. And and really, the crux of my article was. It's in this first. First of all, folks, this has nothing to do with Najee Harris. Najee no. Harris having a very over good these year. same three games. Najee Harris has 186 yards on 44 carries over those three games. Mm-hmm. If you took that over the course of a 17 game season, that would be over a thousand yards. Yeah, like he's, it's not up. like he stinks. No, not at all. It's just I've come to the conclusion, and I think Harris is a really good player. This has nothing to do with him. I think he's having his best year. I think Warren's one of the best backs in the league. Really He's played do. like it the last three weeks. Yeah. I mean, like, here's the, the one I was trying to find. So, uh, where I just lost myself here a second. <laughs> okay. So, explosive run rate. Bijan and Jameer Gibbs are second in the league. At 11.2% of their the runs have been explosive. Lamar Jackson and James Cook are third. They're at 10-2. So, those are the best four in the yeah. league. Warren's at 16-2. <laughs> and a lot of that has it's, come in these last three weeks. Exactly. And his stuff as a receiver is even better. I mean, like yeah. it, it all adds up. And the tape is just as good as the numbers. Because He's a great it, player. Despite that, if you look at this, uh, 20-yard runs or more, 20 or more yard runs, Harris has five of those, and Warren has four. That was the knock on Najee. Yeah. He's never going to break the long one. Well, he's he doing that 80, this year, yeah. He's breaking the 20. He's he's, yeah. he's he's been consistently gaining yards. Now, obviously, there were some situations where he's gotten stopped in the backfield, including you know late in that game last week. Last week, he had a high but, stuff percentage yeah. or whatever, yeah. That, that was more a Cleveland thing than it was. Oh, they were losing the last scrimmage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the Browns' defense is – you don't play the Browns every week. No, the, you the, don't. This defense yeah. doesn't do that And you're certainly not playing the Browns this week. Mm-mm. Uh, I would expect over. Uh, let's say, put it this way, Matt: over under two hundred yards rushing for the Steelers in this game. Wow, two hundred is a big number. Now they did get two hundred against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Were they one seventy two versus the Browns? Yeah, and that was by far the Browns' worst day. Yeah, stopping the run. By the way, folks, I'll go under, but that's a crazy line you set. Um, I mean, if it was one eighty five, would it surprise you if no. they got two hundred? No, it would not. It absolutely would not. Because I think they will stick with it and stick with it and stick with it. Because the, the thing is, if you look at this Cincinnati's offense, the reason that they were able to run for that many yards against Cleveland is because they knew Cleveland wasn't going to run away from them. Mm-hmm. No, when you get similar... into yeah, when you get into a game like this, this is what was happening to the Steelers early in the season mm-hmm. when teams were running the football. They just stuck with it because hey. We don't oh, think yeah. they can score very much. And then McCaffrey breaks one off, yeah. or Ford breaks one off, or whatever, because that's how this works. You you pound the rock until the rock breaks. Especially if you're having success doing it, and, mm-hmm. and um, then you mix, you start mixing in some of the passing. Again, I don't want to see Pickett throw throw the ball 35 times in this game. No, no. I mean, again, even if he was playing very well, or I don't care who the offense coordinator is, that's not the way to attack this team. Yeah, I mean, play action wouldn't break my heart. No, you know, no. yeah. But yeah, I mean, so, because you've got. 
Well, and this might be the problem with Cincinnati's defense. As much as we like Dax Hill yeah. in the draft two years ago, I didn't like necessarily like Dax Hill as a deep safety. I know. I, I like liked him as, as a nickel. As a nickel, yeah. big slot corner, roam around the line. Of That's not what he's doing for them. No, he's not. He plays every snap. Yeah. Him and Logan Wilson have missed like five snaps between So you, you've got two very young, brand new safeties in there playing. That's definitely part of their problem. And they're giving up some big explosives. Mm-hmm. And Bates, you, besides Minka, I think Bates is the best deep middle guy yeah. out there. And he's in Atlanta now. He, yeah, right. they don't have that That's guy That's a hard anymore. thing to find, which makes Minka all the more valuable. Who Maybe he plays this game. Yeah, uh, he did not practice today. Mm, okay. um, you know, so we'll see. And they practiced. Uh, people are going to read into that, that that oh, well, this is trouble for Minka. They practiced indoors today, mm-hmm. and so if you got somebody who's dealing with a leg injury or a foot injury, a lower body injury, they don't do it as much. You're yeah. probably not going to practice indoors on that on, on that, Wednesday on that in the, the non natural surface. Gotcha, gotcha. I know that that's been a a theme with them, or you know, something that they've a trend with them yeah. with with lower body injuries. Interesting. Okay, so. It's still early. Yeah, it's still early in the week. We haven't seen anything from Cincinnati yet to see who's practicing, who's not for them. But um, yeah, I mean, great I, to have them, but their passing game isn't scary, yeah. you know. And the other guys played well enough that mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I just worry about Chase getting behind someone, or if Higgins plays, or you know, that any quarterback can find an open guy. You know, I watching Jake Browning last week against. Now I understand he had he probably had no game prep whatsoever for this one. He'll be in better shape coming into this yeah. game than he was coming into that game. Um, but, but he was just lobbing the like throwing teardrops down the sidelines trying to make something happen. Yeah, that, save me. Yeah, know, great receivers. It's probably getting coached that way too. Like, hey, chuck it up to Jamar and ma- help he makes a play. Well, that's a tough way to go. Man. Yeah, right. especially if he's going to throw outside the numbers. Mm-hmm. It's, the sideline is your friend. Sure. Um, if he's going to lo- he's going right. to lob the ball up like that, and the receiver's going to try to go up and get it. Just shove the guy out of bounds. Mm-hmm. No, that's a hard way to live. It <laughs> yeah. really is, you especially in the NFL. You might have gotten away with that in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. but I mean, Chase Chase worries me. I mean, it, 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 he's a phenomenal player, but I, is he going to go out and have nine for two hundred and forty yards and three touchdowns? Probably not. My worry is he has a forty and an eighty. You know, he gets loose and he any any quarterback can hit him, but I don't think they protect well either. Yeah, that's you know, the problem. I mean, I mean there's they got issues right now. I mean, I, their their foundation isn't as strong as I thought it was. And we'll see about Higgins. I don't um, know plays either. He's a free agent at the end of the year. Do you think he's that's a, like you you know people ask you know why is Justin Jefferson still sitting out? Because he's he doesn't have a contract for next he year. A contract. I think he flat out said my body's more important than my fantasy number. Absolutely. Like, like yeah. he goes and 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 goes out and pulls that hamstring again and complete or completely tears it. Mm-hmm. Now he's going into the off season. With a major injury, and, and yeah. people are going to try to lowball him a little bit. If you're Higgins, you look at this and go, well, we don't have Burrow. And, and I'm going to be a free agent. They're not going to resign me. Yeah, and even more so than Jefferson. Like, the Vikes aren't going to let Jefferson go to the open market. Right. I mean, he could lose a leg and they're going to franchise him. You know? <laughs> but Higgins, they already paid Chase, they're paying Burrow. He very well could be a free agent. He, got a, he can read the tea leaves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. He's an agent. He has eyes. Yeah, I don't think he'll be back next year. I mean, and you know where are they going? Don't give him anything he wants. Where are they going this year? They're they're like, okay, we don't have we don't have our quarterback anymore. We're already in the, I think they're in the, like eleventh spot in the AFC or tenth spot, something like that. They got yeah. a, you know, seven more teams to climb over to get into the playoff. Oh, their season's over. Yeah, I mean, especially the schedule ahead of them and who's their quarterback. It's done. Yeah, so if they beat the Steelers, it's done. I mean, yeah, they're they're not a playoff team. So he has to look at this, you know, as a businessman a little bit. Oh, he absolutely should. I would not rush back at all if I were him. So I, 
Maybe he's 100% and he plays. I haven't seen a practice report from them, or I don't know what the story is, but all that stuff indicates he won't. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, oh, I have the Bengals injury report right here. Mm. And T. Higgins uh, did not participate. Wow. Neither did. Uh, so is Burrow. This is really hard to read. It's very small, tiny, tiny. Isn't Burrow on IR? Uh, I don't think that they maybe put, they didn't put him on. They haven't put him on yet. Um, maybe I thought it was a season ender. DJ Reader didn't practice. He had an illness, mm. and Cam Taylor Britt has a quad. So those guys did not practice. Taylor Britt's a good player. Well, he's a starting corner yeah, for them. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's too. kind of a big deal too. Uh, and then the uh, limited guys were uh, Akeem Davis Gaither, BJ Hill, Sam Hubbard, and Andre Yosivas. Okay. Did I pronounce that right? I think so. Um, I wonder if Hill plays. And Hubbard has not lately. Yeah, he's uh, a good number. Hill's two. got a knee. Hubbard's got an ankle. So okay, I mean Hubbard's a good number too. But if they don't, if they don't have Higgins, their offense isn't. It's it's all it's all Chase. It's all one guy. It's all. That's one scary. Guy, right? And I think I would then put Porter on him and help him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then kind of single up on everybody else. Mm-hmm. And if they, you know, if, if Tyler Boyd has, you know. F- Six catches for fifty-five yards. Oh, that's fine. So be it. Yeah, I mean, if he's gonna get Welker routes, fine. You yeah, because I mean, you, you got to expect that. Yeah, get yeah. the ball out of his hands quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they'll mimic the Browns' uh, uh, you know, strategy of getting it out in, insanely quick. Yeah, quick. But the Steelers adjusted to that in the second half. Too, and, and Mike Tomlin was asked about that on his press conference on Tuesday. And he said, "I'm fine with that. If they want to, if they want to try to get the ball out in two seconds, that means they're not getting the ball deep on us at all." Exactly. I mean, we'll, that, we'll come up and tackle the catch all day long. The Browns were at two-one, which is incredibly <laughs> low. And there was four or five plays where he ran around, you yeah. know, and there was a four or five second one in there. So I mean, it was out now. Yeah, most of them were under two. That had to have been. Yeah, had to have been. Yeah. So you know, you'll you'll live with that. Oh, you'll live with that. You know, t- what's it? I mean. The chances then of Chase breaking three tackles and taking it to the house. Minimal. You know, that ain't happening. Yeah, you know? very but minimal. He worries me on deep routes. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get to a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, we were talking in the previous segment about the one-two punch of uh, Jalen Warren mm. and Najee Harris, and I don't care who starts, who does. Yeah, right. As right. long as they both get carries, right? It's really all that matters to me because they've both been effective. They're both uh, being productive, and right. I so I started looking back today at some of the other. Yeah, you mentioned this. this is interesting. Some of the other duos that the Steelers have had over the years that that have have posted some big numbers. If you start looking at where the Steelers right now, I think Harris and uh, Warren are at. Uh, they're I was say they're Harris twel- and Blyer. <laughs> <laughs> what That's about where we're at? Yeah, they're twelfth and thirteenth in the AFC in rushing. I don't think there's this another. Crazy, yeah. There's not another duo uh, team that has two guys in the top twenty. I believe. Then I, I bet you're right because the one, the number I knew was a week ago. No team had two backs. With 575 total yards or more, they have two, which I know now is still best in the AFC or whatever. No one's close to them, really, in terms of tandems, production. If they continue to produce, and they're not going to. Jalen Warren can't continue to produce. At he the, probably won't be an 1,800-yard <laughs> back every year. Probably not. I mean, he's on a ridiculous pace right mm-hmm. now in the last three games. 
But if he's close to that, and and you start getting, you're still getting what you're getting out of out of Harris here. Um, they could both finish eight, nine hundred plus yards rushing. You're talking yeah. about, yeah, and probably well over a thousand all purpose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great backfield. And so I started looking. I mean, everybody knows that the number one duo mm-hmm. is 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 Blyer and, and Harris. Um, I think it was they were both over a thousand seventy six. They were both over a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and Franco's a Hall of Fame. And they did that, they did right? that in fourteen games, by the way. Wow! Yeah. But you ran the ball so much more back then. Like, different. They were but running still, the ball forty yeah. times a game back then. But they were controlling, the, you know, and their defense helped them. Sure. Obviously. I mean, if but you yeah. look at if you look at the carries over the last three games. Uh, it was 27 combined carries for that two, for the two of them in the game th- in three games ago against Tennessee. Uh, two weeks ago against Green Bay, it was combined 31 carries. Mm-hmm. Last week against Cleveland, it was 21. Yeah, and still <laughs> did really well. Like, where do you want that number to be Sunday? 30? 30. I think 30 is a good number. Yeah, for the two of them. Two by Pickett, an end around yeah. by Austin. Yeah. You know, maybe whatever, maybe you know. a mix in some Anthony McFarland this week. Maybe. Maybe I you was know, wondering too. Like, one or two there that I kind of feel bad for him. Like I think he has promised every time I see him, but like, <laughs> he just can't he's get in on trouble, the field. right? Yeah. Yeah. Just can't get on the field because the other guys are ahead of him. Yeah, um, we're complaining about not getting Warren the ball, enough, let alone <laughs> the third guy. You know, but just run the football, like yeah, and complete more passes and com- complete more <laughs> we passes. Said that yet today. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> gotten to that one yet. But, but I don't uh, think that's as important this week. No, and I look at the you know what they're doing here. You have to go back. Um, they're you know the Steelers have had some backs kind of share the backfield before, like in 2015 when Le'Veon Bell was suspended. Mm. Um, Bell had five, and then he got hurt. Bell had 556 yards. Uh, D'Angelo Williams had 907. That was a heck of a backfield. That was a good backfield. Yeah, right. D'Angelo was a really good player, and Bell was like the best back in the league at that yeah. point. In 08, Willie Parker had 791. Manuel Moore had 588. Okay. Okay. Uh, in 07, Willie Parker had 13-16, and Najee Davenport had 499. That's a heck of a season by a backfield. But I think these two are closer in yeah, value. This, this you know is I mean? more 04 when Jerome Bettis had 941 and Deuce Staley had 830. That's a great combination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a, two big backs, but they both were good players. I mean, Jerome wasn't the best back in the league at yeah. that point. Or, you know. The difference in that situation, though, is that Staley only played 10 games and Bettis played 15. Hmm. Staley got hurt towards the end of the season. He was on. He was the lead back for a long, a large portion of that. He kind of passed the torch yeah. a little bit, right? And then when he got hurt, Bettis kind of took over the backfield again. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there were times when they split that up pretty, pretty evenly. But probably fewer than the 10 games this year in terms of uh, I'll trot out when I'm, you know, tired, yeah. and you, you you take this series. I'll take that series. You do the third down work, you know. Uh, but the, you know, in '02 they had Zeroway had 762 and Bettis had 666. This, the carries that year, Zeroway had 193, Bettis had 187. Mm, that was almost balanced. a 50 yeah. 50 split. And they were much different styles. Yeah, and we've we've brought that up several times. You know, where Zeroway was the the curveball, but I didn't realize he would got that much of the rushing share. Yeah, in uh, 95, Eric Pegram had 813, and Bam Morris had 559. Uh, 94, it was Barry Foster with 851, and Bam Morris with 836. Oh. That was almost a 50-50 split, but that was, again, because of injury. I was say, was that the end of the Foster year? Yeah, Foster was banged up that, that year. Okay. Uh, I think he only played in, like, maybe 8 to 10 games. 
Uh, and then in 93, it was Leroy Thompson was 763 and Barry Foster was 711. But this is more Franco and Rocky. Yeah, I was going to say, you had one of them. What did you say two examples ago? Uh, it was like you Bam had Morris. Bam, and- yeah, Pegram and, Pe- yeah. Uh, and Morris kind of shared the backfield duties. Bettis and Staley kind of shared the backfield duties. This is a really a 50-50 split. You've got one and one A or two ones, mm-hmm. really. And for much of their – I mean, Warren's only been around a year and a half. And once he established himself, it was almost always two to one in Najee's yeah. favor. And again, Najee's better now than he was then, in my opinion. But Warren can't just be a third. He, he's he demanded. Third. He's demanded yeah. playing time. He can't. Yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with Harris. I can't say that enough. I'm very happy with Harris, but Warren looks potentially special. Yeah. So they've got that going for him, and and so why not ride that? You gotta, especially in this situation too. I mean, those these last three, they ran the ball for 146.2 yards per game over the, the last nine games last year. Mm-hmm. Post by. They're doing it better now. They're even better. Yeah, they're breaking off longer runs. Yeah, it's yeah. chunks. It's you know. Yeah. Yep, and I bet their yards per carry is much better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean that well, stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Warren's leading the league in rushing average. He's at six point two yards per mm-hmm. carry. Going into this stretch, he was at like three point eight. Yeah, which is where Najee was as far as yeah. two years or so. Right? Which and Najee was at three point nine. There wasn't much difference mm-hmm. there. Uh, he, again, he's on an incredible heater. Which what this is what happens when you start breaking off some long runs. Yeah. Uh, but if he leads the league in rushing yards per attempt, he would become the first Steeler since 1947 to I lead. Say, the- of, of all the Steeler great backs, none of them are Jamal Charles or Chris <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> you know, like can yeah. you guess who the back was in 1947? No, please, is Mister Zero Johnny Clement? Mm, okay. So I'd be glad 1947. Not, if, I hope that's the in chat today. I'll get it right. There you go. Well, you, you learn a little something <laughs> here. <laughs> but, yeah, so he's he's leading the league now. 6.2 yards per carry. And I think you mentioned this at lunch. If not, we, we talk all the time. Najee's ripping off longer runs, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's not ripping off 80s, but he's ripping off 20s and 10s consistently. And his his 20-yard runs are punishing runs. No. Oh. Because he, when he's getting tackled, it's it's a defensive back bringing him to the ground, and they're mm-hmm. they're getting trampled. I don't know that I've ever seen a running back. Side note, that does more boxing with the ball in his hands. <laughs> I mean, all the upper body flailing and punching and throwing, <laughs> and, you know, like it's really unorthodox. But it's I always say this about backs, like you could. He looks like he's in a street fight when he's all the time. Yeah, you know, it's not like he lowers his shoulder and slams into someone. He's like, all right, it's time to fight. Like, drops the gloves <laughs> like it's a hockey fight. <laughs> yeah, so I think they complement each other really well. I, 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 there's people out there. We need to see more Jalen Warren, and I don't disagree with that. Right, right. I mean, it's earned. Yeah, it's earned. But I don't want to see it come at the expense of of not if they. It's working. If they. Oh, complete more passes. If they complete more sure. passes, they'll be able to run the ball more, mm-hmm. you know, and, and stay on the field. And then you can use both of these guys to just pound the defense into submission. And even now that they aren't completing a lot of passes, it's been better than the early in the season. Yeah. I mean, it's still not three and out, three and out defense on the field for 38 minutes, you know, that kind of nonsense. So they are getting more first downs, things like that, and able to run the ball more. I'm all for Warren getting more touches, and I bet he does. I mean, we're, we're seeing a trend. He's getting more and more yeah. every week, basically, or more and more of a percentage. But if it ain't broke, why put more, a lot more, I mean, battery on his body? You know, you want him for the playoffs, hopefully, and all right. these guys, you know? 
Yeah, I, I just and I think both could be a lead back without the other. If you lose one for a game, I think you're right. Okay. You're yeah. fine. You're yeah. You can you can hand the ball to the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if they complete more passes and stay on the field, you should be able to get these guys. You know, between that thirty and forty, yeah, carry range and and and, and do it just organically. I meant to throw this out earlier because we were talking about it on the video we did too. Another spot, and there's it's not hard to find spots where Bengals' defense isn't great. Their first down defense is, wow, you know, yeah. really bad. I mean, it's always second and five, second and four. Yeah, this you could, could be, be in that situation consistently this game. Man, I mean, if you are running it well, second and four, take a shot to Pickens. Yeah. You know what I mean? And over the or, top, you, you know, know, whatever. Five straight runs and you get three first downs and then boom. Yeah, yeah, right. You get 25 yards on three runs or whatever. And yeah, I mean, and then take it, your shot. It's been very favorable for how the Steelers want to play against this Bengal defense. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to get Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt are both excellent in coverage. They are. Uh, in terms of picking the ball. If you actually, if you look at the numbers on them, Wilson's given up 36 completions on 47 targets this oh, really? year for 378 yards and two touchdowns. Now he has the three interceptions. Mm-hmm. You throw the ball to him, he'll catch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's opportunistic. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with Pratt. He has two interceptions, but he's given up 29 completions on 36 passing attempts hmm. uh, for 288 yards. I mean, I don't think anyone's numbers on this defense are good. Yeah. But I think if what you want to do is get them coming downhill mm-hmm. and then throw the ball over their heads. Yeah. And challenge the safeties a little bit more, too. Yeah. Um, Pratt was a safety-turned-linebacker, you know, coming out of NC State. He was kind of the big, rangy Cam Chancellor type, and he's turned into a really good player. He was a free agent this offseason. He was somebody that was on our, you know, Steeler list when they were getting Holcomb and those guys. And Wilson's become like the face of the defense. Yeah, they play a lot of the Steelers are at sixty four point three percent single high safety. Mm-hmm. The Bengals aren't far behind. They're at sixty percent. It's what they want to do. Yeah, and, and to your point in the last segment, Bates was phenomenal for it. Yeah, and now they're kind of square peg round hole in it with Hill. Um, they'll play a pretty high percentage. Of man coverage as well, according mm-hmm. to NFL stats. Again, we question. Yeah, but it's. But if you're near the top or near the bottom, I think it's interesting. Yeah, I mean they're at thirty three point thirty three point eight percent is eleventh in the league. It's amazing. Like if you told Mel Blunt <laughs> that, he'd be like, "Are you kidding me?" Right. The Steelers. The Steelers are at forty point five percent man coverage, and that's third highest that's in the highest. league. Like no one plays fifty percent. And I don't even know. Judging from the guys that I've talked to, I don't know if that's true either, that they were man like coverage. If you asked Terrell Austin that, he'd probably be like, probably not. We're not yeah, we're not that high. <laughs> okay, you're right. That's, that's a league today. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, but if you look at their, you know, the, again, going back to that offensive line, uh, their pressure rate allowed, is they're is at 30, they're at 34.7%, which is ninth worst in the league. Okay. Yeah. I figured it wasn't good. That's with Joe Burrow. That's with Burrow too, and he he did get it out quick. He, he now, was... in some cases, many times Burrow invites the pressure because mm-hmm. he'll he'll hold Tough the football, guy. and you know he he has a quick release and he'll wait for guys to get open. I don't know enough about Browning what his style is. There's nothing to go off of. Yeah, I mean I'm not going off that high school tape when he threw 900 <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> he hasn't started a game. How about the hit? The last game he started was the Rose Bowl in 2019 wow. against Ohio State. Wow. Where did he go to school? Washington. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Okay. They lost in the Rose Bowl to Ohio State. Last that was time a... he started was 2019. Yeah. Oy. That's pre-COVID. Wow. I never even heard of COVID <laughs> at that point. We should go look at what are the hit songs and what are the, the things in the news of 2000, last time he started a game. So it's been 1,822 days since he has started a game. 
And none in the NFL. None in the NFL. Wow. His last win came November 30th. They lost two- that Rose Bowl, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> November 30th, 2018, Washington beat Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. So wow. it, it will be almost five years to the day since he has started a football game. And won. <laughs> maybe he does is better than we think, and maybe they have no book on him, but that's not ringing endorsement. I mean, I mean we're talking about Deshaun Watson being rusty after yeah. you know sitting at, what, he missed 700 days? I mean, 69 starting quarterbacks last year, and we're on the same pace, and he's finally getting the shot now. Yeah. You know, like, nobody called them up to say, hey, can I get Browning off you for a fifth-round pick? You know, we don't I, have anybody. I was reading a, a – uh, in our, uh, a piece uh, by Jeff Jeff Hobson, uh, a friend of the show, uh, he writes for uh, Bengals dot com, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. he, he interviewed Jake Browning, did a Q and A with him, and he, he's like, "So you spent all this time with Kirk Cousins, you spent all this time with with uh, Joe Burrow. What have you learned from watching those two guys? Because really, that's all he didn't well, he didn't he say this, but that's all he's got. That's he's yeah. watched these guys work. Now there's some there's some benefit to that. Oh, it's better than." Someone that doesn't have good practice habits yeah, or whatever. Better than watching right. Daniel Jones play or something right, like right, that. Right, right, Or somebody that's not, you know, capable. But you haven't played. Hasn't played. So, side note, I heard this on the way here, and I haven't confirmed it, but it certainly adds up. The NFL as a whole is paying over a billion dollars right this minute to quarterbacks that aren't playing. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Think about that. You know, like over a billion dollars. Some of it might be even to, like, Brady and you know guys yeah. that are retired, but there's a billion dollars going out to quarterbacks that are. That's not a billion playing. with a B. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Uh, the last quarterback to defeat the Steelers in his first career NFL start. Do you know who that was? Finley? No, I don't. Brett Favre, Week Four of 1992 with the Packers. Steve Mariucci was Green Bay's quarterbacks coach. He wasn't even a head wow. coach yet. Let alone be on NFL <laughs> Network. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Favre was a pup then, right? Yeah, Favre was 14 of 19 for 210 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He had a 144.6 passer rating. I'm pretty sure Jake Browning is not the next. That's what it says. I Brett bet, Favre. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. I bet this doesn't kickstart a Favre-like <laughs> career. <laughs> and never misses another start and MVP after MVP. And yeah, I bet not. The last Bengals quarterback to win his first career NFL start was A.J. McCarron, week 15 of 2015. Is that, that seems like forever ago. It does seem like forever ago. He beat the 49ers yeah. that year. Since then, uh, quarterbacks making their first career start for the Bengals are 0-3, including a loss by Burrow in week one of 2020 Wow! against the Chargers. A stat I heard today is similar, but it's something like, this isn't exact, but if you if your first career start happens after Thanksgiving – you like lose every time because it's by default. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't by design. You know, like yeah. if you were a first round pick, you were in by now. You know what I mean? Like it, you're like 10% win percentage if your first career start comes after that. Now we say that, and Dorian Thompson, well, it wasn't Dorian Thompson Robinson's first career start last right. week. But he got a win. He got the win. Yep. Uh, but Cleveland's defense had so much, that was all about Cleveland's defense, much more so than anything that, that Dorian Thompson Robinson did. Yeah. And I thought it was a good offensive game plan for what the the bad cards they were dealt. Um, you know, Cooper did some things, Najoku did some things, could have done some more. But the Browns defense is a dominant unit. Yeah. The one thing the Steelers can't do in this game that they did last week is they can't warm up to it. No. So about defense you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They can't allow. 
fit, you know, they, they can't allow Jake Browning to go out there, complete some passes, and then win the field. Although in this game, even if you lose the field position battle, I know you're going to be I able to move going, the ball against I Cincinnati. Keep going back to the one team runs the ball, the other one doesn't. <laughs> yeah, in drastically, in a drastic number. You know, I don't even think Mixon's all that good anymore. Yeah, yeah I don't think see him having a lot of running room. The way I, I've been a little hard on the Steelers' defensive front the last two weeks. But if you rewatch them against the Browns, they're just playing run the whole he had, time. He had no chance to get There's to the no quarterback. no chance to get to the quarterback after yeah. a while. And guys like Watts and certainly Cam and Benton are just owning the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I assume they'll take the same approach the, here. The thing that T.J. Watts started doing, instead of, you know, he'll try to put on a move and mm-hmm. maybe a dead leg or whatever to get around. He, he just quit that and just said, okay, I'm just going to bull rush. Yeah. Because that's the only way I can get there quickly and affect the passer. Yeah. And, and there were a couple bull rushes that he had in the, in, the, in the second half that he just took the tackle and shoved him back into the quarterback and forced some bad throws. And I even saw some snaps, too, where it, he's one eye on the quarterback, and if the quarterback's looking his way, it's like, I can't get there. I'm just going to J.J. Watt it. And yeah, get my hands you know, in right, the air. Right, right, because yeah. I'm not getting home in two seconds. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get to another break. He is the Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We will be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And, uh, well, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. And just to remind everybody, we don't have a show either tomorrow or Friday. So this is uh, we're gonna this this last hour here is gonna be fast and furious yeah, we uh, once we get in. to that. I just don't want to remind everybody uh with Friday being Black Friday, uh, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops or located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets or Tanger Outlets, or visit online at shop.steelers.com Black Friday, get yourself some black and gold. Yeah, might as well. Why There's not? A game on Black Friday. I mean, we got all kinds of stuff happening. It's kind of a game. We get uh, you I get to watch one of the New York teams again. Come on! Oh, I know the, the primetime standalone New York stuff is bonkers. Well, I understand the Jets because Aaron Rodgers. Like the NFL they're starting Tim game. Boyle this week. Have you seen his? <laughs> you, you were talking about what's his face that the Steelers are going to play. You know, going back to high school and things like this. <laughs> Tim Boyle's background, holy smokes! I mean, is Zach Wilson that better? I mean, that much worse, or is just the locker room said we can't play with this? We guy? can't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just need door number two, no matter what it is. Apparently, because they're starting Tim Boyle. Yeah, he had a one to thirteen TD interception ratio at one year as a starting quarterback at UConn. <sighs> That's not good. Oh no! Come on! Oh, no. come on, man! It is absolutely not good. Um, so Matt, uh, just a uh, <clears throat> final thing on on this Steeler game before we give our pick on this Steeler game in the final uh, I know. final little, segment of hour number of two. Yeah, I know. We don't know what the full injury report is and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. we're gonna have to kind of guess on some of this stuff. Um, but I, I just look at this. Um, it, it's you know I understand it's a big game for the Bengals in terms of their yeah. season, but I don't know that they have it in their heart. Sure didn't look like it, it did, yeah. hurt in the game. They looked like they quit last week. And I have mixed feelings on Taylor as a head coach. I mean, I think he's very burrow dependent and your numbers back that up. But I am pretty certain he's not Harbaugh or Tomlin or you know what I mean, that yeah. has the track record of, hey, I can lead you to the promised land even without some of our best dudes. A hey, Ben goes down and we can still win games or Lamar gets hurt, we can still get you the playoffs, that type of thing. He doesn't have that track record and 
the Higgins and readers of the world that are up for free agency have to have one eye on the offseason, too. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bad situation for them. This is a must-win game for the Steelers. Pretty close, yeah. I mean, I, I hate close. I hate using that term. It's not a, it's They're never not eliminated. A, it's never right. a must-win game if you're not going to be eliminated. But these are the ones you have to have. Yeah, I was to say, if if you don't get this one, man, that that's bad. I mean, it just is. You know, yeah. Considering the the uh, conference and division and the state of the opponent as you're going to get them at the end of November, you have to win this one. Yeah, I know. I understand. It's you know, it's a road game. Mm-hmm. I understand. You know, yes, Ryan Finley did beat the Steelers out there. We all agree it's possible. It's possible. It's one hundred percent. We you know we said that you know they could lose last week's game. We we both predicted sixteen thirteen mm-hmm. last week. We didn't think that was going to be an easy game. No, but I just don't know that the Bengals' hearts are going to be in this. Yeah. Again, I don't know what the strengths of the team are right now. I mean, Jamar Chase is one player. The defense is bad. I mean, I keep coming back to running the ball, stopping the run is really what they don't do well. So the Steelers are a bad matchup for them. You know, their quarterback's going to have to make plays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Steelers today signed linebacker Blake Martinez. Oh, yeah. We off, the, uh, off the roster, uh, They actually off the practice squad of the Carolina Panthers. Um, they also had signed Miles Jack to their practice squad earlier this week. Mm-hmm. They're still trying they're to looking. add. Yeah, they're still trying to add to that inside linebacker spot. Yeah, I think we mentioned this Monday. Roberts played every snap well. Yeah, I mean, he passed that test for sure. But what if he gets dinged up? You know, yeah. like whoa, I mean, you gotta have an, you gotta have some options there. Then it's Defcon two or whatever. Yeah, because you you've I mean, in the last three weeks, you've lost two of your starting run, uh, linebackers. Mm-hmm. Like you just need veterans that have been there at this point. Yeah, which I think those two they just recently added are you know, Jack and Martinez, as is Walker, you know, Michael Walker, um, but no one else in the linebacker core saw a snap. Yeah. So yeah. you don't want to be dependent on those two. And maybe you can upgrade on Walker. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what you're looking at here. Mm-hmm. Just at this point, um, you know, short of bringing in Darius Leonard, I don't know how much his he tape, has his left. His tape's not great. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're bringing in veteran guys who, you know, I mean, Blake Martinez, I think, led the league in solo tackles. He's been tackling. In Green Bay, yeah. 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 I mean, he's not the most physically impressive dude or whatever, but he has been productive Several stints in his career, Giants and Green Packers, Bay. right? Yeah. yeah. So you just you're just hoping you know, that that one of these guys that that if something you don't want something to happen, mm-hmm. but you better have a planning if something does. Yeah, and if you're a Blake Martinez of the world, this might be your last chance. You know, like yeah. you're laying it all out. I mean, Jack is coming back from retirement. If he wants to continue playing by any stretch, he's got to get on the field and show something good here, or he's done. Done. You know? Yeah. So, anyways, we're going to get to another break. He is the Matt Williamson, and I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We will be back with hour number two of The Drive right after this. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 